Welcome to Weight Loss Your Way, the show for women who are done with dieting but still want to lose weight and just don't know how to go about doing it. It is possible to get off the diet roller coaster, find freedom from food rules, and lose weight in a way that works for your life. It's time to stop dieting and start living. My name is Norma, your host and life coach for weight loss. And I am so glad you're here. If this is your first time, welcome. And I'll just start out today just with telling you a little bit about myself. I'm a certified life coach and integrative nutrition coach and founder of the Weight Loss Your Way. I work with women privately and in my online Weight Loss Your Way community membership, showing them how to take a holistic approach to weight loss that considers far more than the food on their plate or the number of hours they clock in the gym. We tackle the real issues of weight loss. Things like normalizing food and learning how to eat again. Who doesn't want freedom from all the food rules and restrictions we've placed on ourselves? We dig into our emotional eating behaviors. And by the way, emotional eating isn't always a bad thing. And most importantly, we learn how to be happy right now exactly as we are. Because we can't take exquisite care of ourselves if we're beating ourselves up because we don't think we're good enough until we lose weight. Can you relate to any of that thinking? I sure know I can. Now, that leads me into today's episode, a new kind of New Year's resolution. Can I tell you something? I am not a fan of this ritual, or maybe what this ritual has become. I am all in for self-development and growth, or I wouldn't be a life coach. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having goals. But what I hate is what New Year's resolutions have become for so many of us. It's become the holy grail of dieting and weight loss. January 1 is when we declare that we're going to do it this time. We're going to pick the diet and upend our lives entirely, literally overnight, with these unreasonable expectations of ourselves that usually always end in failure. Now, I used to dread the New Year's resolution because I knew I was staring down the barrel of another failed attempt to finally lose the weight, but I dutifully participated. I bought into the latest and greatest diet or signed up for the tried and true programs and half-heartedly stripped my kitchen of all the bad food, which usually meant eating my way through the leftover Christmas cookies, and wrote the corny, this will be your year affirmations as I dragged myself up into the wagon one more time. I suspect this might be happening to you as we get ready to start a new year. We look at all the things that we think are wrong with us and we devise a plan in the form of a New Year's resolution, or maybe two, to fix ourselves. Because that's what New Year's resolutions are all about, right? Or at least that's what they've become. And that's the part I can't stand. A date on the calendar that says it's time to get to work and fix this problem once and for all. And it's probably no surprise that the top three New Year's resolutions are to lose weight, exercise more, and some variation of getting healthy. How many years have you repeated the same New Year's resolution to lose weight and get healthy? I'm 53 years old, and I can tell you with all honesty, I've repeated it at least 40 times. What's that old saying? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's how I feel about how most of us, myself included, has approached this New Year's resolution ritual. Now, I'm not suggesting 
wanting health, or even weight loss are bad things. What I am saying is that our approach is all wrong. When we approach change from a place of fixing ourselves because we believe there's something wrong with us, or we're not good enough, or we think we don't fit some societal standard, we're setting ourselves up for failure every time. So why is that? Well, I think it's because we're trying to create change from fear. Fear of what other people think, fear of not fitting in, fear of never finding happiness, fear that nothing is ever going to work for you. Whatever your fear is, you make very different decisions from a place of fear. They're more frantic and desperate, like, I have to lose this weight. This has to work this time. You do the big life overhauls, and then you have to muster up every ounce of willpower you have and start white-knuckling your way through, only to fizzle out after a short period of time, and then feel frustrated and angry with yourself yet again. You can't force change. As hard as you try and as desperately as you want change, it's never going to happen this way. So what do you do? Well, here's where a new kind of New Year's resolution comes into play. The first thing I want you to do is promise yourself you will not start another diet on January 1st. And this applies to Mondays and the first of the month. Promise yourself you are done with chasing the latest and greatest diet to hit the market. All right, well then what? Well, take a deep breath, a big deep breath, seriously. Breathe in, let your eyes close, and then breathe it out. Do you feel a little calmer, a little lighter? Well, if you do, perfect. Let's start to think about weight loss a little bit differently. Let's think about why weight loss is important to you. Because it's perfectly fine to desire a smaller body and wear the clothes you want to wear and do the things you want to do. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting any of that. It's perfectly okay. Really, it is. No matter what the other side of diet culture is shouting. What's important to understand about yourself is why weight loss matters to you. For most of us, it's deeply rooted in a belief that when we lose weight, we will be happy. Or said differently, I can't be happy until I lose weight. Or we think things like, when I lose weight, then I'll be able to love my body. Just like we can't lose weight from fear, we can't lose weight from hating our bodies. Shifting this thinking is where you must start. Your happiness and worthiness can no longer be conditional upon the number on the scale or the size of your jeans. Now, I'm not suggesting that you wake up tomorrow and look in the mirror and decide that I now love my body and everything about it. I don't have to tell you that does not work, but you have to start somewhere. And you may have heard me say this before, the best place to start is getting aware. You have to be aware of what's really going on right now to know where to focus your energy. Just like the GPS on your phone, the first thing it does is figure out your current location, and then it goes about mapping the best route to your destination. That's exactly what getting aware about what's going on does for you. So figuring out where your energy and focus should be in the beginning starts by paying attention to how you're thinking about yourself and what you're saying to yourself getting aware. 
And you'll probably be really surprised at how much negativity your brain offers up on a daily basis. Be an investigator. Get curious about your inner dialogue. Listen for the unkind things you say or the subtle ways you put yourself down or don't acknowledge yourself. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Language matters. It matters a lot. So if you're calling yourself names or you have this little dialogue running in the background like, oh, that was so stupid of me. Are you idiot? Why did you do that? Those are all clues. They're signs. Do you try to downplay compliments? This is another place I see all the time. If someone says things to you like, your hair looks great today, and you say, thanks, oh, but I really need a cut. Or someone just says simply, you look nice today, and you automatically think, yeah, right, they're just being nice. All clues, all places where you can start to make small, intentional shifts in your thinking about yourself and how you talk to yourself until you can at a minimum say honestly and truthfully that you're learning to love yourself a little bit more. This is really important. So please don't be tempted to kind of poo-poo it as silly self-love kumbaya nonsense. That's just normal human brain resistance. It's important because it changes everything about you. How you show up each day, the decisions you make, how you handle missteps, and how you treat yourself in your body. And most importantly, it's how to be happy right now, no matter what size your body is. So think about it this way. If there's someone or something that you really despise, do you pay it any mind? Do you think kind thoughts about that person or that thing? Do you make thoughtful decisions about it? No, you probably only give it negative attention or no attention at all. Now think of your children or your grandchildren or really anyone in your life that you love. How do you treat them? How much time and energy do you put into making good decisions about them or for them? How much patience and kindness do you show them? That's the same level of love and attention you deserve to give yourself. But when showing ourselves love and patience and kindness is conditional on a smaller waistline, we're never quite good enough, and we always wind up treating ourselves like crap on a daily basis. So let me tie this back to the process of weight loss. If you're making decisions from a place of kindness and love for yourself, how do you think things might be different? Well, first of all, you're probably not restricting your food and starving yourself. Instead, you're feeding your body more nourishing foods most of the time. And the times you decide to enjoy something a little less nourishing, it's no longer a problem that you have to treat as a failure. There's no more self-beatdowns. It's just not that big a deal. You also do other things that maybe you once resisted because they just didn't seem important. But now you do them simply because they make your body feel good, like drinking more water and prioritizing sleep over a punishing trip to the gym at 5 a.m. And when you do decide to move your body, you do it because it gives you energy that makes you smile. Do you see the difference? Going on a diet to fix what is wrong with you or telling yourself that you can't love your body until the weight is gone is the very thing that's making weight loss hard. It's conditioning everything on that scale going down. And if there's one thing I've learned, there are just too many variables at play for me to put my bet on that scale anymore. Now, you've heard the expression, what you focus on, you create. 
Well, the same is true here. Focusing on all the things you don't like about yourself and your body just creates more dislike. And that creates more anxiety and more frantic energy that tap dances on the very nerve that keeps you stuck in the diet cycle. I hate how I look. I better go get on that diet. Push, push, push through. Lose a few pounds. Willpower falls away. I failed again. More time wasted. Well, let's go try this new diet. And on and on it goes. The thing that's going to get you out of that cycle is to stop dieting and start living your life with you and all of your worthiness and enoughness right smack in the center. And when you can do that, weight loss will become the byproduct of that work. Losing weight will no longer be your challenge. It will be the result of treating yourself with love and respect and kindness. Now here's the part your well-trained diet brain is going to hate. This work, the work of learning to love and care for yourself just as you are right now, lumps, bumps, and rolls, it all takes time. You just can't rush it. You can't make it go faster, and your end goal is no longer pounds lost. Remember, weight loss will ultimately be the result of this work, but not on the old timelines we're used to. Think about it this way. Every diet, every meal plan, or even diet book that you've ever read probably had a timetable tied to it. I remember the first diet book I ever read. It was somewhere around 1985, and it was Thin Thighs in 30 Days. And at the tender age of 15, I tied all weight loss results for the next 40-some years to a 30-day timeline. If I couldn't make it happen in 30 days, there was something wrong with me. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what our brains do. So dropping the timelines and working on yourself first will go against everything you've learned, been taught, and conditioned to believe about weight loss. Absolutely everything. And that good old diet brain is going to try to lure you back because this is just taking too long. It's going to crave that quick hit of dopamine we get from starting a new diet and the excitement we have when after a week of restriction, the scale goes down a couple of pounds. It will try to tell you that's happiness and you should go back and do that. So when this happens, and it will, try to recognize it for what it is. Your very human brain resisting a significant change to what you've always done. Use this as time to really practice being kind and supportive of yourself. Everything's going to be okay and this will pass. You just need to remember that what you focus on, you create. So focus on patience and believing that all you need is time and space and the urge will quiet. It will slip back into the background and you won't have to dive back into that diet cycle ever again. So what do you think of this new kind of New Year's resolution? A promise to yourself to not start another diet, but instead promise yourself that you're going to be kind to yourself and work on disconnecting your happiness and your enoughness from the size of your body and believe that through this work, real lasting weight loss is possible for you. That is my wish for you this new year. Now, if going it alone feels like just too big a job, I've got you covered there too. My Weight Loss Your Way community membership, formerly known as Connecting the Pieces, is having a grand opening right now, and I'd love for you to join us. Inside the community, 
we will be focusing on this very topic together and tying it back to the fundamentals of weight loss your way and the possibilities that open up for you when you believe there is a better way to approach weight loss. And that's your way. There's something pretty special and powerful about bringing together a community of determined women, all working towards something that matters most to them. You're just a couple of clicks away from a world of new possibilities. I'd love for you to join us. And all you need to do is head on over to normafrancoaching.com slash services slash community. You'll find all the details there. And if you have any questions, send me an email, support at normafrancoaching.com. And I will answer any questions that you have. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and considering a new kind of New Year's resolution. If this conversation resonated with you, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review to help me get this important message into the earbuds of more women just like you, ready to experience the possibilities of weight loss year. Until next time.